back everyone to book reviews by alisha books and lockdown part 2 how about you tell me something a bit more about a book that has impacted you uh, as i said every book has its own mark on a person's life and it is not possible that reading anything doesn't change you okay every article every word every alphabet that you ever read it alters you it alters the way you think it alters the way your mind functions it challenges your perception of things i think anything the shittiest literature ever the best literature ever if there is a person smart enough to draw a line between those two <laughs> anything anything would appeal anything anything you read will impact your mind it has to it has to change you as a person for it to be a successful read otherwise you're just flipping through pages in two hours or in maybe a day or a week and that's a pure waste to literature insult if i may cross that line for me personally i think i would say uh, one thing i can book one book i can think about from the top of my head would be 1984 by george orwell okay i read this book back in 2014 okay and the kind of uncanny resemblance that the current world has with that book is nothing short of brilliance sheer brilliance so many people do not know and i don't know if they've heard about it or not but 1984 was actually written in 1949 yeah so writing that book in 1949 where the east germany and the west germany conflict is going on and the communists are gaining power in china and people are moving to different places and places like vietnam are ga- are gaining sovereignty 1949 was the year when the book was published okay since you are a writer and i am a writer let's believe that he was writing that book from say 1947 maybe 48 yeah. maybe yeah. publishing that kind of literature in that time uh, at at that time in those years where almost every corner of the world had something major happening like while germany was fighting the walls and the east west conflict america was busy buying television <laughs> okay. there was a tv boom around 1949 1950 so the resemblance of the things he talks about in that book about that time they resemble so much with today's time that i think no one who starts that book can fin- can leave that book just in the middle or will doesn't allow that okay it is it is it is dystopian literature and he defines the kind of society and the kind of people and the kind of place that he lives in and there is this and the magnitude of the book can be felt with the fact that in the next 30 years the book would be 100 years old yeah and since i think 15 years if i am not wrong 15 or 20 years or maybe much before that terms from that book have become regular parts of conversations between people who realize what data surveillance and you know problems with privacy and breach of privacy and how can somebody keep a watch over your entire life and 
you won't even maybe not know about it. Okay. Yeah. I will not let you go without discussing with you the most famous lines of George Orwell's novel um, where she says that under the chestnut tree I sold you and you sold me. So what is your, because to me that is the most heart-wrenching moment in the whole book. I remember reading it and after finishing it, I remember talking to you and telling you about all of this. I have, I remember you saying some things, but here for our viewers, what is it about that thing, about that portion that has a deep impact on you? When she says that under the widespread chestnut tree, I sold you and you sold me, I think it reflects, it is a very big statement on human character. It is a very big statement on inherently how people are. We live in a world of pretension where people wear masks, where talking about being original has made people fake, fake to an extent that you don't even want to be with them. And it is a very acute observation and it might just be personal to me, but the most it's 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 how john frusen had said that you're a troubled cure for a troubled mind those troubled minds who realize everything around them who realize the reality of people who can judge characters and sense people and i don't mean judge in the wrong way who can sense characters and who can understand people by the way they speak they behave their body language the choice of words their thought process they can see through an entire person in just a conversation mostly they confine themselves to a room with anime and good music or some books and some music. They end up being introverts because this is, and if somebody would read about this, they would know that extrovert and introvert were defined. They came into definition because extroverts were believed to be the people who had less brain stimulus and needed external stimulus to function. That is why they were called extroverts, that they want to interact with everything and everyone. Introverts, on the other hand, the term the term comes from the school of thought that your own brain is such a is so impressionable. It's so it works in dif- different ways and meanings and images and words that you don't need external stimulus that much. Your own mind is enough for you. Maybe overwhelming mm. in most of the cases. So coming back to the quote, when she says that, I think she forces the reader to reflect upon the fact that inherently you are selfish. I don't want to give a spoiler here because I don't know if the listener has read this book or not, but the situation that creates the premise, the pretext for this conversation and for this specific quote, it is an extremity. But it's an extremity that tears you, that that tears the layers of your soul it tears all your defense mechanisms. It tears everything that you have ever developed just to protect yourself from everyone. And deep down, it forces you to think that you are selfless. No matter how selfless you are, how selflessly you love, care, reciprocate, do favors, bring the world down to feed for people, anything that you do, deep down at one certain point, you are selfish. And that is why Orwell is so beautiful to read because and dystopian literature is so beautiful to read because these things force you to take off all those defense mechanisms. Once we develop them, 
it is human nature to protect itself and somebody is about to hit you you don't hit them back that instant you protect yourself first it is inherently in us to protect ourselves first and then plan a retaliation then go for an action that maybe can help us or maybe say run or kill or any way that works and we get lost in our defense mechanisms the best of us do and that is why i think literature is important in a person's life because there needs to be an escape where you can't fool yourself there needs to be a point there needs to be there needs to be a point it is imperative that there is a point where you cannot fool yourself because if you end up do, if you keep doing that and you are doing that on daily basis every day every time every maybe every other moment i guess and but there needs to be an out there needs to be some place where you can face yourself and i think literature helps you at that point any kind of art does any kind of art does since we are discussing books i'd say literature but any kind of art does music painting literature dance any any form of art art was meant to it was always the food for the soul yes yeah sadly we are sadly becoming creatures of habit and routine and just running in endless loops i think it is important to have some art in your life helps you know who you are helps you grow as a person um okay do you have a book recommendation for our um, listeners out there some book that you have read that you want them to definitely pick up it can be 1984 or it can be anything else you know just i would i just i have two things to say here first please read man search for meaning and read it in lockdown there is a certain there is a certain it is it is a personal observation that some books when you finish them you realize that if i had read this book 3 years ago in some different situation some other place some other time i would have made a better decision obviously you cannot get the timing on every book right but personally i can recommend and i can vouch for the fact that lockdown is the best time to read victor frankl it will make you feel gratitude and feel better about your life and make you realize what all you still have left in your life and that might just help you push through the days because i don't know when this pandemic is going over so for my as a book recommendation it would be man search for meaning because the timing is really perfect for it right now second would be that don't take book recommendations okay why is that because because people are stupid and everybody is different you may know something they may not and vice versa so just when you feel like reading read is don't run from literature go for it read the shittiest books there is no shitty book because read the shittiest books because there are no shitty books there is no good or bad art there is only art yes let don't don't be don't be afraid of being judged if you are reading a ravinder singh or a chetan bhagat or a durjoy datta and don't think that you would be considered an intellectual if you were reading dostoevsky or jordan peterson or anyone satre anyone that's a really good advice because because you grow with every book 
and it is important to read all sorts of books yes to grow with art and it is important to experience every every type of art and when it comes to books don't let others dictate your choices just you know just because some book is in trend doesn't mean you have to read it don't get stuck in that validation loop don't read mark manson's we can't say that <laughs> catchy 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 title catchy title marketing gimmick oh i mean subtle art of not giving up <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't go there <laughs> i i know i i know i'm not but okay that is my school of thought that self help books don't help you they don't they don't teach you yeah my experience tells me the same self help books don't do self help self help books self help books will make you realize what it feels like to have a one sided conversation with therapist where only the therapist is speaking the point is for you to speak because you went to the therapist you went to the therapist don't, that's don't a really bold thought you have don't let don't go in that self help section <laughs> okay no disrespect to no disrespect to mark manson or robin sharma or all the good people who write self help books power to them okay. they are they have written more than me so i respect them. <laughs> yeah okay thank you so much manan for joining us today thank i am so, so so grateful that you came and you shared your thoughts with us it has been such a lovely time with you it was a pleasure to be here thank you so much for coming